Next on BYU Sports Nation, the winning karma has returned for Cougar basketball. Junior guard Skylar Halford headlines BYU's most complete win of the season. Blaine Fowler will join us live. Why he feels the Cougars have turned the corner and why BYU can still win the WCC. Plus, BYU women's hoops take a big step toward winning a conference title. Senior star Kim Beeston in studio and college football crowns a new national champ. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. A fresh start, my friends. BYU Sports Nation back at it on Monday, January 6th. I'm Spencer Linton. The voice of BYU men's volleyball, Jerem Jordan, sits to my right. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. First things first. Man, it feels good to win. Winning. BYU Sports Nation karma is real, people. Believe it. But first, some show starters. New semester at BYU brings with it some new faces on campus within the BYU sports community. Welcome. Jamal Eitz, for one, freshman transfer from UNLV, practicing with the basketball team. I hate that chant more than anything. Oh, He's with the BYU basketball team as of today, can play his first game in just under a year from now. Very nice. He's not the only one, though, Jerem. That's right. Nick Kurtz, four-star junior college recruit out of Grossmont College, Southern California, standout wide receiver, expected to compete for... Cody Hoffman's spot. He's in Provo. He begins uh, weightlifting and conditioning today. Might have been 6 a.m. I, I don't know if he was one of those 6 a.m. guys. Kurtz is going to have a good look at the defending Fiesta Bowl champion Central Florida Knights. But they will be without star quarterback Blake Bortles because he has declared for the NFL draft. So that's probably a really good thing for BYU. Probably going to Ben Bagley's Raiders. And you know what? Texas hires a new coach. BYU plays in Austin September 6th next season. That's right. Charlie Strong leaving Louisville for Austin. Louisville. The Longhorns not only have a new defensive coordinator, reference Taysom Hill for that departure, uh, but they have Charlie Strong now and the Longhorns moving in a different direction. Well, he's an intense dude. He's. I have a feeling he's going to shape things up in Austin. That's a tough game. I think it's a little tougher now because I think he's a really good coach. I think that's the toughest game on BYU's football schedule next year. No doubt, Uncle Rico. <laughs> hey, join our conversation by tweeting at BYU Sports Nation. Check out our new Facebook page and weigh in on today's Twitter question. <laughs> and we we play a little bit of a spoof, but but actually, no, this we're, is we're, real. We're kind of we're kind of serious about this though because it's 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 starting to get real. Okay, we talked about BYU Sports Nation karma, right? The first time Skylar Halford was on this program. He scored 16 points the next game. Now, Skyler Halford was on the show Friday. And what happened Saturday against San Diego, Spencer? 28 points! Booyah! First start on the BYU basketball team. So, our question today. Who deserves BYU Sports Karma next? He's not the only one. BYU Sports Nation Karma. Who deserves it? He's not the only one. We've had Sean Olmstead on. Uh, we've Sweet had 16. Jen Rockwood on uh, a couple of times. Both both Second times we had her, they, they they won their games. Like it's real. Just give me someone's name, and I'll tell you something about them that <laughs> resulted from. <laughs> Who deserves BYU Sports Nation karma next? I already have some good responses coming in. You can listen to our show weekdays noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYU Radio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. Access the show on demand via BYURadio.org. Or if it's more convenient for you, you can catch the rebroadcast weekdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Mountain. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Karma with a capital K. And now we award you BYU Sports Nation karma. So go, my son, and succeed. <laughs> Halford, a high-arcing three. I don't know if anyone shoots it higher in the country than Skyler Halford. Halford launches a three. Halford with eight. Halford, another three. He's got 11. Whatever time it is that my number's called, you know, hopefully I can get in there and help him help our team win. Halford steps inside the arc. That's down to two. He's got 13. Halford's three shy of his season high of 16. All in the first half. Halford from the baseline. 
We also gave you the BYU Sports Nation karma on Friday. Is it real, my friend? <laughs> so far it is, man. I, if you're superstitious, I'm kind of superstitious, but hey, it worked. It worked. We'll make sure that we get you booked again. <laughs> Are you a believer yet? You should be. BYU Sports Nation karma, legit. The best part is Skyler comes out of the game to a standing ovation after 28 points, goes off, walks around the bench. One of our uh, BYU Sports Nation production assistants, Spencer King, is sitting next to me, and he rev- he says, "Hey, Skyler, it's Sports Nation karma," and and Skyler kind of kind of chuckled and laughed, and and then he walked around the bench, and and right before he sat down, he turned around and looked at me, and he's like, "It's real, bro." It's real. <laughs> Every shot he made, like my laughs got louder and louder and louder. Uh, it was it was humorous to me. Like he played so well. It was so awesome. What a game. What a game. Uh, he took 16 shots and made 11 of them, which by the way, I tweeted this prior to the show. Through 3 games in WCC play, 3 of the top 5 shooters in terms of field goal percentage are from Brigham. Mika is first at 63.6%. Halford's fourth. He's shooting 61% in conference play, 57% for the year, and then uh, Collinsworth is at 59%. So Halford, a very confident player, gets his first start and plays really well. He's starting for the near future. What a game. This is the, that was the biggest uh, surprise scoring performance from a role player, in my mind, since Michael Lloyd Jr. came off the bench in 2010 in the NCAA tournament in Oklahoma City against Florida and scored 26 in the double overtime win against Florida. Just came out of nowhere, exploded 28. And Dave Rose, Dave Rose is right. It's going to be different for Skyler Halford uh, going forward. Teams are going to scout him now. There's no way that Bill Greer is worried about Skyler Halford on Saturday night entering that game because BYU has so many other weapons. Haas. Mika, Carlino, Collinsworth. Yeah, Bill Greer knows about those guys. But the poor San Diego coach has Skyler Halford go up for 28. My interview with him at halftime was hilarious. I asked him one question, and it was something to the effect of, what did BYU do so well at the end of the first half to pull away going into the locker room? Everything. He just said one word, uh, everything. (laughs) He's, He's great. I like Bill Greer a lot. He gives you the time of day. He's a great, yeah, he gave a great response. Uh, and uh, so, but I thought that was fair. BYU played so well. It was, I think it was their most complete win of the season. They played well in every facet because you look at, you look at the way BYU played defensively. They held San Diego to 53 points. Granted, San Diego shoots 35%. They, the Toreros wish they would have shot the ball better, but I think BYU was in good defensive position. Then BYU as a team shoots the ball. 53%. Tremendous. From three, 47%. BYU made eight threes. Man, that feels good. Man, that feels good. And then 17 of 24 from the free throw line. This is the way that we thought BYU they would play. They are who we thought they were. Exactly. They are who we thought they were. BYU is better than the way they had played in the last four games. So they snap a four-game losing streak. Dave Rose goes with a new starting five. Collinsworth at the point. He starts Halford at two. Haas and then Mika and Austin uh, are the two bigs. And there there was some debate. What, what do you do with Matt Carlino? Where do you bring him in? Why, why, why hasn't Skylar Halford merited more time? Well, he did. And he paid it off big time. As good as he was on offense, though, his defense on Johnny D, yes. who is the second leading scorer Johnny in the conference. O. Johnny O. Yeah, because he plays no defense. Exactly. Johnny D of San Diego... Shut down primarily by Skyler. And in the huddle, there was so much chatter and communication about chasing Johnny D around the court and switching and hedging out on picks and doing all these different things. And it, it was it was really entertaining for me to watch during the timeouts and the huddles. The the BYU players communicate without a lot of coaching on how to stick with Johnny D. And Skyler was just adamant about, look, let me know. You know, yell this out. Tell me which way he's going. Like, there was clear communication happening. They were motivated. And Skyler told us that on Friday. I asked him, what's the one thing you guys need to do to right the ship? And he said, we need energy, and that comes on defense. And that is what BYU did. They delivered. 
The Sports Nation karma lives on. Skylar Halford, 28 points. BYU's a winner. I think Sky did as good a job as anybody we've had just chasing them around and making it tough on them. Our, our post guys were really aware, and they helped him a lot. But uh, uh, that was a, a superb defensive effort, and then it carried over on the offensive end. Okay, so Dave Rose breaks down that defensive performance by Skyler. Obviously, everyone stares at 28 points, Jerem. And like, oh, he's, he's an amazing scorer. He's, he's doing so many things. But his def- I'm, I can't say enough about his defensive effort and the, the team's defensive effort as a whole. It yeah, was the, so good. Yeah, it was really good. And they played a lot of man-to-man. I mean, this is the first game all year where they went to man-to-man quite a bit. Now, San Diego is not the Gonzaga of the league. You know, Gonzaga is, of course, or St. Mary's or the upper echelon. But San Diego is a team like Pepperdine and LMU that BYU should beat, right? And BYU did not. So to play so well was very important for BYU. By the way, Dave Rose's voice in that put. Can we just play the first part of that again? Listen to his voice. Johnny D, and I think Sky did as good a job. That's good. He sounds tired and relieved. Like, oh my goodness. I've waited several days to play this game and win this game. I think it, I think it took a lot of effort for Dave Rose to make the switch with Carlino and Halford and then to win that game and play that well. I, I think it took... I t- think it took something out of Dave Rose. So credit that coaching staff to make the adjustments and then get BYU to play that well. Jeremy mentioned Dave Rose, and you also brought up the fact that Skylar Halford is not a secret to anybody anymore, and, and the coach is well aware of that. Things will change for Sky now because that film will be out and people will see uh, how effective he can be from the three-point line and mid-range shots. And, uh, so he'll have to just keep working harder. Our initial tweet today on BYU Sports Nation coming from I Do Rock the Y. He says, At BYU Sports Nation, as impressive as Halford's offensive performance was, his tenacious D on Johnny D. Tenacious D, nice. Was more impressive slash important for the future. So he is agreeing with us right on par with what we're talking about. That's Jack Black's band, Tenacious D. Do you remember those guys? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he also had another good tweet. Can I read it? Absolutely. The Rock is, he tweeted at me, The Rock is still looking for your mug. Uh, mug shot to show up in the second half? Like my head in the rock? That's going to happen, dude. <laughs> Jerem's Jordan, big old mug in the rock is going to happen. Was that promised or just suggested? I can't remember. David Almodova, Athletic Marketing, he was in studio. I can't remember. I think that was a guarantee. I'd, I'd love to see and it. And when he says something's going to happen, you know what? It's going to happen. The show logo would be better. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. Topic two Leadership with a capital L. Free throw line. Dave McCann on the call, BYU-San Diego Saturday night. Look, Matt Carlino coming off the bench played 21 minutes, but it was really cool to see how the crowd reacted, how his teammates reacted, how his coaches reacted. He had a solid game. He did a lot of good things outside of scoring. He only had six points, but he had four assists, only turned it over twice, and made hustle plays. And he brought energy to the team. Now, whether or not Matt Carlino is consistently going to come off the bench is to be determined. I believe this is just a phase. Jeremy, I know you think the same thing. Yes. This is, this is just a phase. They, they needed to mix things up. But Matt Carlino's leadership and what he did for the team, sparking the energy and bringing the crowd into it, it, it was kind of like when that first shot went through, that was one of the loudest cheers. It was, it was really interesting and entertaining to watch the dynamic of, of Carlino coming in after his struggles. Yeah, the crowd and team really backed him. I thought that was interesting. And when you look at this long term, I think that this really is a band-aid for his confidence. And what's the best lineup that you can produce? Those guys should start, right? Right now. It doesn't matter how many games you've started or how you've played previously. What if Tyler House had four games in a row where he struggled like Matt? Would you bench Tyler Haas? If if that's the thing you need to do, you do it, you know, no matter who it is. I don't care who it is. So I think BYU's peak as a team comes when Matt Carlino is is starting and has the ball in his hand and he is good. That's the key, though. Does he make good decisions? Does he shoot? Does he have good shot selection? Does he make those shots? And does he have good ball control? When he's like that, BYU's good. But he hasn't been, so he got pulled. But off the bench, like you said, had a good game. I don't think this is a long-term thing, though. I've said this a bunch of times on this show before. I want Matt Carlino to be a 12 points, 6 assist guy. Yes. Fantastic. That's what I want him to do. 
And if that develops into more scoring next year, fine, whatever. But I got what I wanted to see out of Matt Carlino on Saturday night. Two of of six from the field, 0 of 2 from 3, shot four free throws, made two of them, uh, four assists, and two turnovers. If he has a 2 to 1 assist to turnover ratio, uh, I'm fine with that as the point guard. And I like the way he pushes the ball. BYU has better pacing, better momentum when he is pushing the ball up the floor consistently. Kyle Collinsworth, by the way, eight assists, two turnovers. Solid. He's good. Solid. He's really good. Big, talented, uh, can handle the ball. So, yeah, they are who we thought they were, right? They are who we thought they were. Exactly. And we let them off the hook. <laughs> so leadership from Matt Carlino. And Tyler Hawes, while you could see the, the building frustration on his face, he's starting to show more emotion on the court. That dude is a fierce competitor. I don't think he gets enough credit for being as competitive as he is because he, he kind of is uh, the quiet dignity player. He scores a lot. Was that an MTC don't reference? Even, uh, hey, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even touch that. <laughs> but the quiet, that's, that's all I can think of, the quiet dignity. He, he doesn't do a lot of talking when he scores his 20-plus a game. But he was emotional on Saturday. I think he can do it in different ways, and I think he explored that a little bit. Because last week, we questioned the leadership of this team. That is, who is the leader? Sometimes when you have more than one, you have none, right? We saw that with Heaps and Nelson at quarterback for BYU. BYU had no quarterback. They had to pick a guy and go. Who's the leader of this team? And I think that it is Tyler Haas. So whether it's Haas or whether it's Carlino... You know, maybe well. The captains have been designated. Dave Rose picked them, and he did mention Matt Carlino coming off the bench and what that did for BYU. Thought Matt the, the first half did a, a a great job of coming in and distributing the ball and uh, executing our game plan. And uh, those minutes that he was in, in late in his, uh, second half of the first half, those those minutes that he was in there, I, I thought that uh, we increased the lead and executed really well. Really shared the ball well. Matt Carlino will have an impact on this team the rest of the season. No doubt about it. An increased impact. Like, the 21 minutes coming off the bench, I believe, is just what's happening right now. It's a phase. Get him out of the slump. That was a good start against San Diego. Topic three. Mika falls. And it's Mika on the other end. Oh! Back to the other end. Okay. <laughs> now that that sounded more dramatic uh, from Dave McCann on the call, BYU San Diego Saturday Night Live on like BYU TV. It's it, it sounded like, and I think that there was some question because he had been so banged up during the game. Like Eric Mika got beat up during the San Diego game, but the the funny part is if you're watching it live on TV, he gets a breakaway dunk. Like he has, he, it's the first time in his BYU career he has an opportunity to show off his high flying ability. Like one on none. <laughs> not an alley oop, a one on none. And his, I'm not sure if his knee buckled or whatever, but he gets like two inches off the ground. And then I'm, as I'm leaving the game, I'm walking up the stairs and, he, and he's sitting in a chair. And I said, How you feeling, man? He's like, oh, I'm all right. And he's like, oh. Dude, I guarantee you that my dunk's going to show up on SportsCenter, not top 10. <laughs> I, I, I try not to take myself or um, BYU Sports too seriously. I blew a gasket laughing. <laughs> I Yeah, it was tough. I was at home, sick this weekend, uh, taking care of family, hanging out there, and watching on TV. And yeah, that uh, my wife said, are you okay? Because I was losing breath. I, I, I asked him, I, like, did any of your teammates give you trash about it? He's like, no, not really. I think that he's like, I, I think that when I show up on, you know, the, the not top 10, that'll, <laughs> then that'll, that'll, that happens. that'll be enough. But he told me he was going to windmill it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Dominique Wilkins just texted me and said that would have been sick. <laughs> so Mika, a uh, fa- failed windmill attempt, but he hit the ground so many times and everyone's just holding their breath each time because he's such an important cog on this team. And there, there was some, some weird moments in this game. Now it's Mika down low, and he'll go down again. This is the fifth time I think he's been down on his back here in this game. And Mika is going to hobble out now. He's 18 years old, but he, he looks like he's 68 heading to the bench. He's, not, he's 19 now, by the way. 
Happy birthday yesterday, to Eric. Happy Mika. birthday, Eric Mika. That's right, birthday week. Um, he sent he sent out a tweet about that. Uh, but boy, he he's such a crucial part of the BYU team, and his and he's okay. He's all right. He's just fine. He's he's a little bruised. He had a, a he may have hit a nerve. A hip uh, Dave con- Rose said in the post game. Hip contusion. You know, in other words, a bruise. A hip contusion. Why can't we just say bruise? Exactly. Exactly. But he's he says he's fine. 13 points in 17 minutes. Valuable minutes from Eric Mika. And no foul trouble. There's the key. There's the key. Keep him healthy and keep him out of foul trouble. And BYU has a long season of success and a long future of success ahead of them. Who deserves BYU Sports Nation karma next? That is our Twitter question today. Is it Eric Mika? Is it Matt Carlino? Perhaps Tyler Haas? You decide on Twitter. Send us your responses at any sport. BYU Sports Nation. Sport. It can be any sport, any player, uh, and it doesn't matter if football season's over. Who do you think deserves BYU Sports Nation karma? Sound off at BYU Sports Nation. Coming up next, Blaine Fowler, college basketball expert, BYU TV analyst, joins us. What was the biggest story from BYU's win in his viewpoint, and why the Cougars can still win the WCC. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs! Tyler Haas and the BYU Cougars put together what I believe was their most complete win of the season, a blowout of San Diego last Saturday night, 87-53, to 53, holding the Toreros to 34% shooting, shutting down one of the league's top scorers. San Diego's where Ron Burgundy actually got his undergrad. San Diego. Exactly. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You are listening to BYU Radio. We're live at Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can also follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Hey, tonight on True Blue with Dave McCann, Spencer explores the legacy of Kyle Van Noy and Cody Hoffman. Blaine Fowler discusses Skylar Halford's breakout game. And Taylor Sander and Chris McGowan of the men's volleyball team are in studio. Watch and listen to it tonight. 8.30 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Speaking of Blaine Fowler, the man in studio, in the flesh, uh, coming early today. We, we appreciate that. Blaine, how's it going, man? I, I wanted to come down and be with you guys so I could see your faces. It's been so long. <laughs> if I had a nickel, man, for every time. It's been so long. <laughs> Plus, I don't know, I'm in, I'm, I've been in panic mode every time I'm driving lately just because I just spent the week I was in Washington, D.C., and that nor'easter hit Washington, D.C., so that was no good. Then I was in St. Louis, and the blizzard hit St. Louis. And so I thought even though the sun was shining, I better give myself some extra time today. <laughs> yes, it's good to have you here. We're glad you made it. Glad you survived the Arctic vortex that we discussed on the, the BYU morning show <laughs> during our hit with Marcus Smith. <laughs> but uh, just brutal weather, but glad to have you back in Utah. Our Sports Nation uh, Twitter question today, Blaine, is... Who deserves the Sports Nation karma next? And I'm not sure if you've been following this, but Skylar Halford has joined us twice, and both times that he's joined us, he has gone off. It's a real thing. He says he's a superstitious guy, and he's buying into it. So who deserves Sports Nation no, karma? He should come on every single week. That's what it takes. <laughs> we should have him on Thursday. You should have him on every single game day because he was unbelievable the other night. And, and I got to watch that one. Uh, my game was done on Saturday, and I got to go back and stream it live on BYU TV, which is awesome on my iPad. The quality was amazing. Um, he was incredible. He was aggressive. And it wasn't, it wasn't just what he did in terms of scoring. He was on attack offensively, but he also played well on defense. He played with energy on defense. The team played better you know, in terms of energy on defense. And San Diego is a better matchup for them defensively than some of the teams they've been playing. They don't... Um, Anderson has given him problems in the past with his ability to go off the dribble, but they don't have two guards that can attack you because Johnny D is mostly a spot-up jump shooter. And so they matched up great, and they played great defense. But I was, I was as impressed with his energy and his defensive effort as I was with his ability to score in that game. And BYU's offense was tremendous, but to me the defense was the bigger story because San Diego only scored 53%, shot 35%. But at the beginning of the year, Dave Rose said, I think that we're more athletic and therefore we can play more man-to-man. And they did a lot of that. I think they're going to need that in WCC play to be successful. Yeah, they have to. And they, they've got to get better at defending 
really good guards because there's good guards in this league. And it's not just it's not just BYU's guards that have to defend those guards. It's a whole team concept. You know, Dave Rose and, and his staff do a great job of defensive game planning and letting the guys know, hey, if you're going to get beat, I need you to get beat this way. You need to get beat to the baseline because that's where your help's going to be. And it's it's the bigs rotating and getting to where they're supposed to be. It's the guards funneling those guards that are really good off the dribble to where they're supposed to funnel them to so that the rotations are there and they're crisp and they're quick. In the games that BYU's lost this year, it's not just been the guards not being able to keep people in front of them. It's it's the inability to funnel those guys to where you want them. And, and everybody wonders why the big guys get in foul trouble. It's because they're late to their rotations and they're reaching, they're doing things that they shouldn't do. If they're playing the defense the way they're taught to do it, it's not about athleticism. It's about doing what you're supposed to do. Then this staff will put those guys in good spots, but it takes effort and takes them thinking through it. And you know we got we got young big guys. You know Mika's a young guy that's playing. You got a Frank Bartley who's a really talented guy and plenty athletic to play defense, but he's young. So it's not just about staying in front of your guy. It's understanding defensive concepts and and forcing guys that you're playing defense against into the spots on the floor where your rotations are crisp and quick. Dual threat analyst on BYU TV, Blaine Fowler, joining us in studio on BYU Sports Station. Blaine, I kind of feel like Saturday's win helped BYU turn a corner. Not only did it end a four-game losing streak, but I feel like mentally and defensively they have they have turned a corner. Do you disagree or agree with that logic right there? I think in their minds right now they, they think they're good, but I still think there's a little doubt defensively in their own minds um, of, of whether or not they can continue to do that. Now, they should think that they can do it. When I first saw the season, the way it's set up, the way the schedule is, I hated it. You know, I don't like the fact that you play two teams on the road in Loyola and Pepperdine that you come right back and play at home a week and a half later. Now I kind of like it. It is weird. It's strange the way it's set up this year. But now I kind of like it because I think they can take any doubt they have out of the back of their minds with these two games this week. Because they can say, okay, those were flukes. We messed up. We didn't play the defense the way we we're supposed to. We turned the corner San Diego or against San Diego, and now... If, if they can do the same and lock down and play good defense against Pepperdine and Loyola, net, all doubt will be gone and they'll be back on the roll that we expected them to be on this season. So so I think it went a long way, but I think these two games this week, if they lose one of these games, they're going to have doubts do in they, their own minds. Do they need to blow those teams out? I don't think, I don't think they have to blow them out. Loyola is really athletic and always, from a matchup perspective, gives BYU a little bit of trouble. I don't think they need to blow them out, but I think they need to be convincing enough that that it's not a down to the wire and they win by the skin of their teeth, where they defend, that they hold these teams to lower shooting percentages than they did the first time, that they control the guard line defensively, they're able to control control Pepperdine and Loyal's guard line. Um, and, and it hasn't been the normal cast of characters. You know, Pepperdine, it was Brooks. That's not a guy that, that's hurt him in the past there. And, and uh, for Loyal, it was Payne, and it's always been Anthony Ireland there that's given him troubles, but... So it's been different guys, and, and bottom line is for them to have the confidence they're going to need to defend Gonzaga and to be able to play against St. Mary's, who have good with Pangos and Holt are good players. This is a big confidence week. This is a big confidence week, and it, it's about playing good defense. When BYU plays good defense, then they get out and they run in transition. They get easy buckets. That fuels their confidence when they when they do have to get in the half court game. That's what they need. They need to. They don't have to blow them out, but they need to be solid wins where they're not where it's not coming right down to the wire. How much of a concern was the way uh, BYU played during the four-game losing streak versus just being on the road for so long? It seemed like being home changed everything. Yeah, and it does It does do that. You're more comfortable. You shoot better. You shoot better from the free throw line. You shoot better from the field. You, you just do when you're at home. And when you have little lapses, for some reason, well, we know what the reason is. When your home crowd is there, you don't have lulls for as long as you do on the road. When you get in a lull, a scoring lull, where for just some reason shots aren't falling, those extend a little bit longer on the road that when, when you're, than when you're home. But LMU and Pepperdine were at least half and half, right, for yeah, BYU Yeah, that's, that's true, but it's not, it's not the same as being it's in like the a confines new, it's like a of your home. Court, right? Yeah, it's a neutral court. It's a neutral site game. Where at your home, your fans start to get restless, like, come on, you know, let's, let's get a stop here. And you can sense that, and that sense of urgency carries out onto the floor. And all of a sudden you get a big stop, you go down and you make a clutch basket, then the crowd is big time into it and you get back on a roll. And so you have to learn to play on the road because you do. Your scoring droughts go just a minute or two longer. Your ability to get a stop maybe takes one or two stops more to get there. And so you have to play better on the road, and you have to find it from within yourselves because you don't have your home crowd to 
to feed that energy to you on the floor, you're always going to be better at home. Everybody is. In, in, in college, let's say. In the pros, I'm not. I don't know. Who knows? Those guys don't play the fourth, fourth quarter anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Blaine Fowler on BYU Sports Nation live and in studio here at BYU Broadcasting. Blaine, so much has been said about Matt Carlino. Uh, he, he's dealing with a new role now. He played 21 minutes, came off the bench, had crowd support, had team support. Uh, it was kind of a, a different sensation. What do you see happening with Matt Carlino the rest of the season? I, I hope that we get to see what we just saw. And, and maybe he is the kind of player that when he has a chance to watch the game, for even if it's just a couple of minutes, and come off the bench, he has a feel for the pacing of the game and what the defense is doing and where the opportunities are. Um, he's had games where he's been phenomenal right out of the gate. Where he struggles is when he, he comes out and things don't go as planned and then he starts to force things a little bit. Um, so my... My feeling is that this was a, a good decision by Dave and the staff to bring him off the bench. He came in, he seemed comfortable, he didn't force things. He looked to pass first and then then you know didn't worry about being a score first guy and uh, and I think it made a difference. Meanwhile, I think that Skylar Halford felt very comfortable in a starting role. And and so it, it's not about who starts and who, you know, who comes off the bench. It's about minutes. He's certainly got enough minutes that he should be happy, and, and I think he he's very talented. You, know, you, hear, you hear opposing coaches talk about guys that can get anywhere they want on the floor. You know, we talked about BYU's defense. It's got to funnel guys to where they want them on the floor. We, we need to make, you need to make Anthony Ireland go where you want him to go. You need to make Steve Holt go where you want him. Matt Carlino's a guy that you can't do that to. You can't make him go someplace on the floor. He can get anywhere he wants on the floor. And when I'm talking to opposing coaches and I'm doing BYU games, that's what they always say about him. Oh, he's so hard to defend. He can get anywhere he wants on the floor. I mean, we try to funnel him to the middle or we try to funnel him to the baseline. He's just so strong, and he, he gets his shoulders parallel with yours. He's beating you. He's good in the open court. So they need him. He's really, really skilled. His decision-making has to be better, and maybe coming off the bench will help him from a mental standpoint to realize the incredible physical talents that he has. Blaine Fowler is in studio on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, is this a long-term thing with Matt? To me, I think BYU uh, is best if Carlino is a big piece of the puzzle. Uh, but at least against San Diego and during this time, that was a great move. Well, and sometimes I think that was about matchups as well. You know, San Diego's got small guards, and so five seven got, six foot. And so, so you've got you got Anderson and D. Anderson's ridiculously quick, and he's a little guy that breaks your defense down. D is a small spot up jump shooter, and he'll keep and catch and shoot off of off of a screen and that kind of stuff too. But he's not a guy that's going to take you off the dribble and, and kill you. So it really fit to to start Skylar Halford. What this does though is. It gives it gives BYU's coaching staff options now to do different things based on matchups, and I do think that was a matchup thing, and I think it was trying to solve the puzzle of the mental mental game with Matt Carlino. But part of it was matchups. Now they may scout as they do their scout of what do we do well against Loyola and Pepperdine. We may see the same thing, or they may go, "Ah, oh, this doesn't work. They got a six five guard. We need a bigger guy out there. We need Matt Carlino to start out there." So I think it's about matchups, but it gives them options now. So you don't necessarily expect Halford to start this week? I, th- I think it'll depend on what their scout tells them. And, th- and what's nice is they get to go back and just scout a week ago. What, what would have made a difference defensively you know, against Pepperdine down there? And, and if they feel like Halford could provide that, he'll start again. If they go, ah, we, we just don't like that matchup with him, they'll, they'll start Carlino. I don't think that they're locked into anything that they have to do. And, and I think it's good to have options. I do. Skyler told us on Friday that the team's goals are still very much intact. Despite the 0-2 start in conference, the 9-7 overall, well, the 8-7 record before they beat San Diego to move to 9-7, he said they, they still feel like they can win a WCC title, get to the NCAA tournament. What has to happen besides winning games for BYU to accomplish their team goals? They've got to be more consistently good on defense, just like they were the other night. And is that just a, a factor of the matchups and who they played? Or, or are they really better? They have to be able to do a better job defending the other team's guards and and forcing them into um, spots on the floor that they want them so that the bigs don't get in foul trouble. This is so important for BYU to have Mika on the floor and have Austin on the floor. And during that losing streak, those guys were fouling out and sitting on the bench and playing less minutes than they want them to play. And it isn't all just them. It's about getting broken down and getting into rotations so early defensively that they're in bad positions and their young guys making. And Austin's not a young guy, but he's just foul prone. Mika's a young guy making fouls. And so 
They, they just have to get better, and I think they're physically capable of playing better defense. I think this is about understanding where the rotations are supposed to be and being more aggressive and having a more aggressive mindset to play, to play hard. And if you get tired, you come out and you get a blow. But but uh, that mindset has to change. I saw a mindset change on, on in the game Saturday night. So now I, I'm, a, I'm a show me guy, okay? I just came from Missouri, so you, I got to see it for two more. I've got to see it Thursday and Saturday, then I'm going to go, okay. Now we're now now these guys are on a roll and and they've figured this thing out because they're certainly capable and then it puts them a little bit behind in terms of the conference by losing those two road games because those are games that you worst case scenarios is split on the road and they're going to have to steal a game or two now they're going to have to win at St Mary's or win a game at Gonzaga to kind of get them back there because and, and you know what Gonzaga and St Mary's St Mary's isn't as good as they were without Matthew Delavidova they're just not. I mean, he's a great player. He's a difference maker. Holt runs the point. It's yeah. different. Now. It's a completely different deal. Instead of lurking in the corner and getting a weak side skip pass and knocking down a three to kill BYU, he's he's running the show. That's a different role for him. Um, you know, Pangos is still a, a great guard, but they they don't have a Linux at, at Gonzaga. So up front, BYU matches up better with Gonzaga. And Gonzaga's not. I mean, they're really good, and they're just – you talk about a mindset. They're just used to winning. They expect to win every time they go out there. But it's not out of the question that they could lose a game at Loyola or a game you know, on the road at San Francisco or something. They, they, so, Why can't they lose at LMU and Pepperdine? They might. They could. <laughs> they could. And so, so I think BYU certainly is still in it, but I think to win the championship, they're going to have to get a game that maybe at the beginning of the year we didn't think they would, like a game at St. Mary's or at Gonzaga. Okay, Blaine Fowler joining BYU Sports Nation live in Studio 2. We're going to play lightning round. So short answers right here. Can BYU still win the conference? Yes. What record will it require for the team that wins the conference? Like, what record will they have in league play? Four losses. Four losses. Mm. Okay, so you like parity. Parity. What seed will BYU have in the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas? Two. Okay. Ooh, two. Wow. And that surprises me. What did you? <laughs> you can tell me what he thinks after. <laughs> that surprises you. Last question. BYU, if BYU makes the NCAA tournament, what seed will they have in the NCAA tournament? Mm, they're going to be on 11 or 12. Okay. I agree with that. The lightning round. Well done, Blaine Fowler. Great to have you in the studio, man. All right, guys. A nice reference for the Missouri for the Missouri people, the show me state. The show me state. Hey, and that, hey, if you don't like the weather in St. Louis, I, I tweeted out a picture. Um, you tweeted? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you I, never hey, I do one once a week. I tweeted out a picture. <laughs> I was walking down to the pharmacy um, to get some Advil for my terrible headache, and it was gorgeous. It was warm. The sun was shining. And I looked right over the Capitol building at the arch. I'm like, man, there's not a better city scene I'm looking in at the, the country than that. It was just, look look at that shot. Oh, wow. Jeremy's looking at that. I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. Next morning, I, I get I get the wake-up call. Hey, Mr. Fowler, and it's at the West, and they call you. They don't just, Mr. Fowler, it's 530. Um, and I said, hey, thanks. Is it snowing? He goes, uh, I'm sorry. I'm afraid it is. And I go, is blizzard. it bad? He goes, it's a blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. So it changed from that picture that I tweeted out to to an unbelievable blizzard with 14 inches of snow and 40 and 50 mile an hour winds. I wasn't sure I was going to make it to the airport. It was crazy how quickly it changed. But when it's not a blizzard, St. Louis is a beautiful city right on the on the Mississippi. It was fun. Your tweet to follower ratio is tremendous. You have 66 tweets to 2,272 followers. Wow, dude, that is you think if I, you think if I, I have 11,000 <laughs> tweets to 3,000 You think if I tweeted like you know three or four times a week, I could get my numbers up? Absolutely, uh, you yeah. could. Absolutely. Because I, I usually just, I don't know, just when it hits me like once a month or something. Follow <laughs> the, the Twitter inspiration. Yeah, follow at bfowler16 for the weekly I'm gonna try to do better. I'm going to try to do better. I'll at least tweet out on game day some thoughts yes. from now on. That's yes. what I'll do. Blaine Fowler, great to have you, man. Thanks, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we discuss some of your answers. Who deserves BYU Sports Nation karma? Skylar Halford riding high on it right now. And who's going to win the BCS National Championship game today, Florida State or Auburn? This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation, hanging out on a Monday. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. Tonight, it's a True Blue night, Jerem. Absolutely. Watch True Blue with Dave McCann at 8.30 Eastern tonight. Taylor Sander 
And Chris McGowan of the men's volleyball team are in studio. Blaine Fowler will continue his discussion on men's hoops with Dave tonight. And then you, Spencer, explore the legacy of Kyle Vano and Cody Hopper. That was fun to watch those, uh, those highlights. So many great game-changing highlights from those two. Fun careers. A lot of fun plays in that. So 8.30 Eastern tonight, True Blue on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We're going to call it Audible. You know why? Because we can. Heck yeah. Generally, we save the Cougar Whip around for like the last five or six minutes of the show. We're just going to roll with the whip now. So let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's Volleyball. The third-ranked Cougars lost at number 7 Loyola in Chicago on Friday and 10th-ranked Lewis on Saturday. Cougars return home for the Home opener Friday, live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern against Northridge. Women's basketball. BYU beat St. Mary's 69-67 in overtime Saturday to improve to 13-2 overall. They were led by Lexi Eaton's 19 points off the bench. Different role for Lexi. The Cougars have another big game Thursday at Gonzaga. 9 Eastern, you can listen to it live on BYU Radio. Another prominent player on that BYU women's basketball team, senior leader, three-point shooter extraordinaire, also steals and assists leader. Yeah, she does it all. She's pretty good. Kim Beeston, and Kim Beeston is in studio. Welcome to your debut, Kim. Thank you very much. (laughs) Feel free to own the mic today, okay? Now's not the time to be humble. (laughs) Time to put it out there. Why, Why should people come and watch your team this year? I think when a lot of people think of women's basketball, they think it's slow-paced and just really there's not a lot of energy, not a lot of back and forth. But our team, something that's so special about our team, I think, is that um, we have so many different offensive weapons, and I think that makes the game fun. And um, I don't know, if if I was to come to a BYU women's basketball game, I'm, I'm sure I would come back because... There's a lot of energy that's brought, and it's just fun to watch our team play. I think if, when Jen Hampson dunks in a game, I think you continue <laughs> to get people in there. How can you set up the six foot seven Jennifer Hampson to get a dunk? This I know, season? seriously, we need to practice it in practice. You first. haven't practiced we it haven't. yet. We haven't. No, she'll do it sometimes, like during warmups, but. She hasn't thrown it down in a practice yet. I think you need to just have her cherry pick at half court. <laughs> you just play five on four on D, and then you get a steal. You lead the team in steals. You I'll have lob it up to her. 21, and yep, you throw oh, it up, okay. bang. But you can't do what Eric Mika did on Saturday. I don't know if you saw. I didn't see it, actually. Kind of stubbed his toe slash turned his ankle. One on none. Eric had a a one on none, like breakaway opportunity. Told me he was going to windmill it, and he... He jumped like three inches and like, I don't know. Yeah, he stubbed his toe or something. We've seen Jennifer Hampson dunk at Boom Shakalaka. It was yeah. fantastic. Anyway, so poor, poor Eric. He says he's going to be on the Sports Center, not top 10. So uh, <laughs> watch for that. Kim Beeston joining BYU Sports Nation in studio. Shoots 43% from beyond the arc. 53 assists this year. 21 steals leading her team in both of those categories. Crazy game against St. Mary's mm-hmm. on Saturday. Uh, an overtime situation, and you've been in close games before. The last overtime game you played was a, a tough loss to Utah. What happened in this game to help you guys come out on top? Um, I think just being in that situation before, being um, in a game where it went into overtime against a big rival team, Utah, um, we were disappointed because we we didn't um, we didn't do the little things like rebounding, like getting the hustle plays, you know, those little things. And so I think being in the same type of situation with St. Mary's, um, we really were able to focus on those little things like rebounding, like getting hustle plays um, in crucial minutes of the game. And I mean, everyone stepped up. Everyone had a huge play in that game. Um that contributed to her win. Yourself included. I saw you run across the court, oh. all the way across the court to save a ball. You threw it off one of the players' knees. For me, that was that was a huge momentum-shifting play. Uh, you know, at what point do you just like, I don't care. I don't care if I hurt myself. You, mm-hmm. you knocked over chairs. What's going through your mind during a play like that? I just knew that we were not going to lose to that team. Um, uh, we're at our home court. Again, there's a lot of energy there, and... I, I saw it going out of bounds, and I knew I could go get it. And like I said, in my mind, I'm like, we're not losing to this team. So I, you know, and I think everyone felt that way. You could feel on the court that um, we were going to do anything we could to win that game. 
And that was a big game. And you have another big game coming up Thursday with Gonzaga, who sort of sort of has a stranglehold uh, on the league. They're kind of the team to beat. Mm-hmm. You guys beat them two years ago in the WCC tournament title game to get to the NCAA tournament. What do you need to do Thursday to win in Spokane? Um, they always have a sellout crowd. So, again, that, that— Do you enjoy that? I do, actually. It's going to be really fun. I love playing there just because— um, Again, like you don't get a, a ton of fans at women bas- women's basketball games, and so having that kind of atmosphere is really fun. Um, I think it's a, a confidence booster going into this game that we beat St. Mary's because St. Mary's was able to beat them in an overtime game. So um, that helps. And then in practice this week, they have, they're have they a great team. They have, again, a lot of offensive weapons. They have a great coach who um, you know, really knows the game and is – makes their team very disciplined. And so, um, again, working on the little things like uh, defense, rebounding, um, the things that we have control over where I think are some of our weaknesses, um, to work on those in practice so that it will transfer over into the the game because it's going to be a great atmosphere and it'll be fun. Kim Beeston on BYU Sports Nation. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, BYU Sports Nation karma, but we had Skylar Halford on twice this year, Uh and after each time he joined us, he went off for 16 against North Texas. He scores 28 in a win on Saturday. So my question for you, Kim, is what can BYU Sports Nation karma do for you? Oh, hopefully I'll have that same luck. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that... I don't know. I'm just ready to come out and play. I love playing um, Gonzaga, so it'll be it'll be a good game. Your season high is 22 against Utah State, so I have you down for 23 Thursday. That's what I've got you down for. Does that sound <laughs> all right? All right? Yeah. <laughs> sound good? We'll do it. And a dunk from Hampson? <laughs> off, yes. the gla- <laughs> off the glass alley-oop dunk to Jennifer Hampson. <laughs> Who's a better shooter, you or Jeff Judkins? Oh, man. He would say him. I would say me. We asked this, we we this to everybody. He thinks he's the best shooter at BYU, period. Oh, he does. More than Brian Santiago, <laughs> more than Tyler Hawes. Yeah. Fun he's pretty stuff. good. Okay. I want you to put on those headphones that you see to your left, Kim. And we're going we're gonna to play for you a, a little special thing we've put together featuring BYU Sports Nation Karma. Okay, cue it up, Aaron Evans. Here we go. And now we award you BYU Sports Nation Karma. So go, my son, and succeed. <laughs> Uh, that, that's what we said to, to Skylar. It says, go, my son. So, so go, go, my daughter, and succeed <laughs> against Gonzaga in wow. Spokane. Great you can to listen you. to that game live on BYU Radio, by the way, Thursday night. Nice to have you, Kim. Thanks. Nice to be here. All right. Up next, though, actually, you know what? Let's just, let's just go with tomorrow's tease, Jerem. Some good, some good people in uh, studios well tomorrow. Taylor Sander, the men's volleyball team, an All-American player. He's a stud. He'll join us. Plus, Travis Hansen. They called him Elder 8 Mile back in 2001. He was my favorite player for a long time. He'll be in studio. It's fantastic. He bleached his hair, and he kind of looked like Eminem. So they called him Elder 8 Mile. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. How do you know that? Because I just said he was my favorite player for a long time when I was a teenager. And he told you that uh, you just... No, he was nicknamed... I'm telling you facts. He was called <laughs> Elder, Elder 8, 8 mile. mile. Yeah, BYU guy, Elder 8 Mile. You heard me. That is fantastic. Okay, let's uh, let's go to the rise and shout. And, and look, look, it's it's easy. Skylar Halford, twenty eight points, incredible performance on Saturday. Fantastic. Ho- hope he can continue it. Hope he plays good D. Hope that he can shoot the ball effectively. I mean, BYU BYU needs guys to play well, right? So if Carlino doesn't, if if ta- if it's Halford, great. Let's keep it going. He has the BYU Sports Nation karma. He's got it. He had it dubbed on him. And he's still rolling with it. And he believes in the superstition. And I have to believe, at least to a degree, mentally, he is thinking about that in the back of his mind. Well, here's the thing that we've got to learn. Because the show is new, so we're, we're learning about the power of the show, right? Can it be split in two? Is it a horcrux, right? Can it be split? Can it go with Kim Beeston to Spokane and stay with Halford on Thursday? Nice Harry Potter reference. You know it. Is it a horcrux? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That is so crazy. Oh, Jerem. I think your voice was crazier than my phrase. It was. It was. It was up here. (laughs) It was up here. Okay, no more of that. Who deserves BYU Sports Nation karma next? And we go to Twitter for that. Tweet, tweet. At Triple Crown Coog, I think it should be required that 
at SkyHalf23, Skylar Halford, be a guest at least once a week. Seriously. We've had that discussion more than once. At CVD6262, Eric Mika should be a guest this week. Maybe the BYU Sports Nation karma will keep him healthy. <laughs> I understand now why he told me. He's like, I'm kind of looking forward to the mission because uh, it'll These give, knees. give my knees a couple of years off. <laughs> At, uh, uh, on Facebook, Mitch Jurgensen. Let's get Maddie back in his New York groove. Maddie basketball. You the way he, he played Maddie basketball. Yeah. And Mitch is referencing his play in the semifinals. At Laser Sheep. How about Big Russia? Kyle Collinsworth. Have him practice garbage can free throws. Then he would be a threat in every aspect. What are garbage, garbage can? What can? are garbage can free throws? I, th- I, I feel like uh, Devin Smith at Laser Sheep. I feel like he meant garbage free throws, like just a bunch of free throws. Garbage can, like throw it into a can? Uh, I'm... Yeah, I'm not sure. Whatever. Second choice, he says. See it go in somewhere. Frank the Fourth. Okay, Frank Bartley the Fourth. He needs a spark. Did a lot he does. Of people, did, did Frank? Did Frank spark too early? Did Did he peak too early? I don't think so. He There's just, a place for him. He's. Yes. I mean, he's a freshman. This is also a phase. He's a good player. At Ray Katzenbach, Matt Carlino desperately needs the karma. I want to go back to something about Kyle. By the way, through three WCC games, he's second in rebounding. Big nine point three. Yeah. Fifth in field goal percentage, third in assists, number one in steals, tied for seventh in blocks. That's BYU's point guard. Hey, you'll like this next tweet, Jaron. This uh, this references you as the voice of the men's volleyball team at Big D Dan Eleven. Oh, Obviously, yeah. we need a little Taylor Sander love nice. to help the Cougs volleyball win the 2014 national championship. And on cue, Taylor Sander will be in with us tomorrow and on True Blue tonight. That's right. Hey, so when when a coach or a player goes to Bristol, Connecticut. They go to ESPN. They put them on a bunch of different shows. They call it the car wash. Yeah. They go through all these shows. We have our own little car wash now. You come in, you do the radio show, you do TV. It's, it's fun. We're going to car wash Taylor Sander. But more importantly, who, who, who has the Sports Nation karma? Like, if we talk to a bunch of people, how do we, how do That's we, what like, I'm saying. How do we like, divvy it out? Like, like who, determine who actually has it. Yeah, like the Horcrux was broken up in seven <laughs> pieces, right? Is it not as potent right. as effective? Is it, is it diluted? <laughs> <laughs> These are things that we're figuring out. And as the show gets simulcast on television in a couple months, does it become even more powerful? Oh, I don't know. I We've, love it. I, I love discovering it. At Eworth21, I vote for Matt Carlino. He needs all of the shooting karma he can get. So another one on the Carlino train. And, and then at from CVD6262. Here's, a, twi- here's yeah. a twist. How about having USD's Donnie G on Donnie G? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Johnny D. <laughs> Donny Osmond G. On at BYU Sports Nation so he can light up the next guy who D's him up. I'm not even paying attention to that one. At Laser Sheep, he said, free throws into a garbage can in studio. Oh, wow. Oh, e- even, even better. By the way, the countdown to Connecticut continues. Countdown to Connecticut. 234. 234 days until BYU and the Yukon Huskies match up on the college football gridiron. Can't wait. Thanks to our guests, Blaine Fowler and Kim Beeston today. Producer Ben Bagley, Senior Coordinating Producer Michael Miner, Station Manager Don Chaline, Production Assistants Alan Miller. Welcome back. Spencer King and Engineer Aaron Evans. Give the women's basketball team some love. Kim Beeston and the ladies deserve a 13-2. Winning. Give Check, out our, yes. Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page for show links and oh so much more. You can also listen to episodes of the show on demand. BYURadio.org for Jerem. I am Spencer, and you have just listened to a jam-packed edition of BYU Sports Nation. Oh, national championship. We have to say it. Auburn. You, you say Auburn, I say Florida State. Bring it. Woo! They are who we thought they were.